Hello, and welcome to Marriage Unchained, the art of one flesh, where saving marriages, saving families, and saving souls is the flavor of the day. Now, let's join our host and author of Marriage Unchained, Catholic Alpha Radical, Jerry Jacobs Jr. Welcome to Catholic Alpha Radical Live, where I help you fix your Catholic marriage. I've coached and helped hundreds of men in their marriages, and now I want to help you. Call 313 Radical now. That's area code 313 Radical. And ask me anything on tough marital issues, such as what to do when she's asked for divorce. What to do when you have a mutual agreement of separation, but you didn't want it. What to do when your wife is cold and distant. What to do when your wife is having an affair. What to do when your marriage is bad, boring, lukewarm, and passionless. What to do when you engage in a mental embrace less than once a month. What to do when you sleep in separate bedrooms. What to do when she has left the home with or without the children. What to do when you are divorced but didn't want it. Call 313-RADICAL. That's area code 313-723-4225. That's area code 313-723-4225. Again, call 313-RADICAL right now for answers to intimacy problems, communication problems, prayer and spiritual warfare problems, authentic masculinity problems, a.k.a. how to man up. So... Sit back, relax, take a chill pill, and get ready to rock. But don't duck. Can you feel it? Catholic Alpha Radical coming at you now. Hello and welcome to Catholic Alpha Radical Live, the podcast that helps you fix your Catholic marriage while also giving you winning tactics for marriage problems, girlfriend problems, and intimacy problems for men. But moreover, well, my main mission is to keep you out of divorce court and out of the Norman Tribunal. <laughs> and we're Marriage Unchained, the art of one flesh. Divorce combat coaching is the flavor of the day, while also helping men understand marriage and courting, not dating, in the Catholic faith. Why? Because dating is for sex and courting is for marriage. In this 117th episode, the Holy Lover series continues with category three of Making Love Mastery, part two, plus live phone calls from you answering your marriage and crisis questions. So get in that cue by calling 313-RADICAL. That's 313-723-4225 for some resolution to your marriage confusion. And now we have the quote of the day. Quote, to be an infallible lover, the first thing you must realize that sex is and must always be holy. It must make you holy. It must make your beloved holy. And it must lead you to him who is holy. End quote. Gregory J. Popchak, PhD, book, Holy Sex, A Catholic Guide to Toe Curling, Mind-Blowing, Infallible Lovemaking. Bam! 
I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me to help you in yours. Get live Catholic marriage help Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern for some resolution to your marriage confusion. And so if you have any problems with intimacy in your marriage, please, please give me a call and then we can work on specifically yours situation and I will answer your question as the best I can. Um, when it comes to intimacy, I try my best to um, make sure it's very um, involved and very um, exact um, that way that uh, you can be helped better. Okay. Um, no matter if it is, if it's uh, premature ejaculation, if it's erectile dysfunction, is of intimacy outside the bedroom, dealing with how to how to make love to your wife outside the bedroom and get her to love you more. Um, anything with intimacy, anything. So give me a call. Three one three radical. That's three one three radical. So as we go in today, part two of marriage, uh, making love mastery, which is basically the category of my program, which deals with intimacy and inside and outside the bedroom and for men's sexual health, which deals with pornography, masturbation, um, uh, erectile dysfunction, premature ejaculation and how to prevent those things and how to keep your keep yourself in top condition so that you're able able to um make love to your wife properly and to not fail her in that area. Remember, um, in the Catholic Alpha Marriage Program, it's all about you being the man that your wife needs. And so part of that is what? If if we are unable to make love properly or unable to perform correctly, uh, if we disappoint her in this area, that's a big thing for her. Um, women, like I like you heard me say a lot yesterday, uh, and I say continually, um, the marital embrace is very important for women. It's way more important for women than it is men. Um, it affects them very deeply, psychologically, emotionally, and spiritually. And as a husband, if you don't understand that, you would do a lot of things that would turn her off, and not um, and and you won't you'll think you'll build resentment because you don't really understand what's going on. Yesterday's show was very important, and we're going to go over those those five. Oh, no, six. Yeah, we're going to go over those six gifts real quick. It's going to be real fast because we covered that yesterday, and then we're going to get on to the other seven today. So that brings me to intimacy in marriage. Why is real intimacy in marriage so important? Why? Because intimacy is important inside and outside the bedroom because and it, 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 it shows the love and the caring, um, and it, leads, it helps lead the couple to God. And that is the ultimate thing for us to get close to the divine lover as a couple if we can do that that makes our marriage holy that makes our children look at our marriage different it makes everybody look at our marriage different um there are very few good there are very few great marriages today very few compared to the you know to the masses um and 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 your job as a husband should always be striving to be in that great category not just good not just bad not just average you know we want to be better than that um how can failing how um why is it so important and is the number two most important thing in marriage so why is intimacy so important and why is it 
Number two, and the most important thing in marriage, many people don't agree with that. As soon as I say stuff like that, people don't want to hear it. You know, I don't care because they don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> you know, that's how you roll, man. You know, uh, God is the most important thing. And logically, intimacy is next because why? It leads us to God. It's, it's, it, it creates souls. It, it bonds the couple. It, it makes our wife feel loved. Why can't it be the, why shouldn't it be number two behind prayer, suffering, and sacrifice? It, it makes logical sense. Please, if you think of anything else that's more important, please let me know. Please, and don't come to my job. <laughs> don't do that. Don't, don't come there. Because in the big scheme of things, that, that doesn't mean much. Okay? So, um, next, how can failing in intimacy outside the bedroom fail to ignite the desire for your beloved, um, for her, for you? And if, if, if we can't get the part outside the bedroom right, we ain't going to get the part inside the bedroom right. Like I talked about a little yesterday, and I'm going to expound on right now, is when we're first together, the passion it's overwhelming, right? We want to make love to our wife and she wants to make love to us all the time. That's just natural. It's natural. But what happens when you've been married for six months or a year or two or five or 10 or 30 or 40 or 50 or 60 years? Saw a couple on YouTube yesterday. They were married. They've been married for 60 years. How do you make love? At, and So if they were married for 60 years. They probably were at least 80. So how do you make love in your 80s? How do you have the passion in your 90s to make love to your beloved? You can't if you are sickly. She can't either. Okay? We are not one thing that we have to understand as a husband and a man is that we are not supposed to be all sickly in our 80s and 90s. We're not supposed to be walking around on canes. We're not supposed to be riding around in um with walkers. We're not supposed to be riding around these little these little chair bikes that you see people in stores in the grocery store on. Um, we're not supposed to be in the bed, can't get out of bed. We're not supposed to be on all this medication, mental stuff, men mental medication, so we can't think straight and it's always cloudy. And, and we have all these mental problems. We're not supposed to be like that. We're not. We're supposed to be vital men until we die. Okay? Which should be what? Our body just, you know, I don't, you know, I wouldn't even know if we weren't sick, how would we die? I guess we would just die from, God would just say it's time. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but to prove what I'm saying, there are vital men in their 90s and their 80s. They are. There are. They walk around. They don't have no medication. They don't have no, they're no walking around, no canes. They don't, they don't have no sickness. They're fine. But we think that's an anomaly. It's really not an anomaly. And um, once we, if um, in, in the, my program, we talk a lot about how to prevent that kind of stuff. Why? Because it's not fair that we as husbands cannot perform in making love to our beloved. It's not fair to her. She's perfectly healthy. We're walking around with diabetes. We can't, we can't do nothing, you know, because we're on medication. You know, that's not fair. That's not fair. Think about that. We're 50 or 60 years old. We got 40 or 50 more years of marriage and our wife cannot make love to us. And we cannot make love to her for 50 years. Does that make sense? No, it doesn't. It doesn't. This is why I really try to drive this home about our sexual health, which we talked about that last week or might have been earlier this week. Hey, man, I get confused. But, you know, it's important that you keep your sexual health to a peak, man. I'm not saying, sure, there are going to be some times when you need help and, you know, you kind of go down a little bit. But as a general, general note, you've got to understand how to keep sickness away from you. 
you know, um, because if you don't, then what does that mean? That means you and your wife can't bond together. It's harder to grow, you know, you and your beloved, you're not making love. So where's that emotional connection? Where is it? Yeah. Look, outside the bedroom is powerful, but it's only so powerful. Outside, making love outside the bedroom leads you to the bedroom, right? You know, then people get, uh, I, I know a couple one time, you know, uh, he always used to always try to convince me otherwise. That, oh, you ain't got to have sex to, to be close to your wife. Man, that's, that's okay, man. That's delusional. That's delusional, man. If that wasn't true, what would a guy have sex for? Other, you know, what does he have? What, you, you know, make children, of course. But it's also called the unity of the spouses. That's number three. People, people always try to convince themselves of things that ain't true. And that's not true. That's not true. You, yeah, you can be close to your wife. You could be friends, but you can't be friends on fire, right? Without making love, you can't be friendship on fire. You can't expand that intimacy into greatness. Yeah, you could be cool. I guess you could be cool if you want to be in a mediocre marriage. I'm not trying to be in a mediocre marriage. I'm not. not that's that's hell on earth. Being in a marriage where your wife's indifferent, she's in, you're indifferent, she's indifferent. You know, we don't really communicate. We don't really have any kind of intimacy. We, but we don't. We're not mad at each other or nothing. We're just kind of going along to get along, just waiting to die. I guess I don't know. But I don't want a marriage like that. And we're not supposed to have marriages like that. Okay. So after the break, we're going to get into. Um, we are going to get into the top thirteen reasons to when the thrill is gone, baby. When the thrill is gone, the thrill is gone away. <laughs> What you doing? The thrill is gone, y'all. What do you do? Oh my goodness! <laughs> oh my goodness! 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 What do you do? Jerry's gonna help you. Gonna help you. Thirteen reasons. Thirteen ways. Thirteen Christian and Catholic ways to get back into the thrill when the thrill has left your marriage. I will be right back. So stay here with me, fellas. Stay here with me. Bam. If you're getting value from this podcast and would like more personal marriage help, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an opportunity to work with me personally for free. Yes, within 30 days, learn how to become a better husband that attracts your wife back to you. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com and get a plan tailored specific to your marriage and situation. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me the chance to help you using my personal and gained experience. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior coaching for your marriage. Again, SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com. That's SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com to become the man God created you to be and the husband your wife needs. Lastly, I always get the question, why don't you help women? And I always answer them, I do. So for all of you beloved wives out there that want to reignite that feeling of emotional closeness and complete love from your hubby, consider marriage coaching and visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an improved marriage within 30 days. All right, all right, we are back. All right, give me a caller, caller, intimacy problems in your marriage, how to make love to your wife outside the bedroom, which that is gift number, huh? I don't know. So many of them I forget, but we are going to do a full show on that because intimacy outside the bedroom is all important when it comes to 
when it comes to women, and we must understand what we are supposed to do in that area. Okay, so love making is an art. Category three, making love mastery. Love making is an art, a gift from the Father of His divine love for the married couple. For this reason, abusing it or treating it as merely another daily action to do just to relieve our stresses will not work in the long run. This gift the Father has given us is our greatest power. In fact, our superpower. Although with this power comes great responsibility, as with Superman or Spider-Man. Why? Because there's a special gift in proper fashion, as well as the uh, in the best interest of others. Um, now, what are those interests? Okay, basically, um, first, know to further creation of man. Right. Uh, next, be able to uh, be an example of other men can follow by building a legendary marriage. Last, to love your beloved so deep as to become one flesh in service of your family. Okay, these interests are very important. As a husband, your job is to create in your home an environment that phys- uh, 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 that's physically, I'm sorry, psychologically, spiritually, and emotionally leads your family. An environment where they can thrive, that they're moving towards God. And intimacy between you and your wife is a great, great part of that. If our children see us loving our wife and her loving us and holding hands and kissing and hugging and hugging them, believe it or not, they want that when they grow up. They want a marriage like that. They want a family like that. They do. I promise you they will. You and your wife creating a great and legendary marriage, what it will do is it will span the test of time. Your children will want to get married and they will have great marriages. They and their kids will get married and have great marriages and their kids will get married and have great marriages. We've got to fight the system. We've got to make a stand right now, gentlemen. You have the power to really add to society by creating a marriage that people look at and say, I wish that I had a marriage like that. And that's the truth. That is the truth, man. I see couples every day that that have that. And you can be one of those. Stop selling for mediocrity. Stop settling for mediocrity, okay? You will be great. It's, it's, it's tough. It's hard. But I promise you, in the end, what will happen, it will pay off. It will pay off, okay? So what we're going to do is we're going to review uh, the quickly the, the six that we did yesterday so that we can kind of you know, be on the same page. Um, so again, uh, we'll cover the first, uh, we covered the other six yesterday. We'll cover the other seven today in more detailed order. So the 13 reasons to how you can get the thrill back in your marriage when, um, when it's gone, <laughs> right? When it's, it's over, you can't find it. So when I say the thrill, you know, what I say what the thrill is. There's the you know, romance is gone. You're not making love, and if you do, it's kind of clunky. It's not really what either you want. Um, you're not really, it's just okay. It's very sporadic, you know, or you don't make love at all, you know. And 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 I'm going to talk about some hard, tough things for a man, for you as a man, as a husband, because men are egos, as you heard me say before, our egos are very fragile when it comes to sex. Why? Because we don't really know if we're doing it right. <laughs> 
you know, nobody tells us, you know. Um, and so even then, our wives aren't truly, um, or our wives aren't truly, what do you call it, truthful either. Because they don't want to hurt our feelings. And then they don't want to get in an argument. And they don't want us to get mad and all that stuff, right? So they kind of hold back. But this is why you heard me take, say yesterday, but we'll, we'll, it's very important that we as husbands have conversations with our wives about the marital embrace. If we can't talk to our wife about the marital embrace about sex, who can we talk to it about? Who do you talk to about sex? You can't talk to your buddies because they don't know nothing. They can't help you. You know, your priest really can't either. You know, what? What? who are you going to talk to? You know, you can, well, maybe your father, maybe your father. You know, he's been he's been married for however many years. He he might can help you, or you guys can at least help you talk things out. But other than that, the only person that can really, really help you um is you must be get man up and understand how to have a conversation with your beloved. Okay. So give 21. A holy lover understands that he must at all times sacrifice his wants and desires for that of his beloved during the holy caress. Again, in the bedroom. Your never again can you think about yourself. Never again can you put your desires, your wants, and your needs that above your wife. Why? Because sex for your wife is so much more important. And if you want to make love a lot, you you have to die to yourself. Okay. Gift twenty two. Um, a holy lover understands his beloved's monthly cycle as well as how her body works and responds to the marital embrace during different times of the month. This was very important, especially if your wife has a uh, 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 what do you call it? Uh, oh man, monthly cycle. Oh, menopause. If your wife has menopause, as well, these two things are very important. You must understand if your if your wife is in menopause, which means usually you're over forty or forty five years old, fifties and sixties. You must understand how the mental embrace works during that time, just like. Uh, when your wife is on her monthly cycle. As a man, it's your responsibility. You should know your wife's monthly cycle. When it is, how long it lasts. Sh- if you lay you love her, you got to know these things because her body responds differently to the marital embrace around that time. Okay? Gift 23. A holy lover does not whine or pout when his beloved is un- unable to make love. A lot of men get mad and get resentful when their wife turns them down for sex. And women shouldn't do that, but they do. Why? Because women, like I said, sex is very important to them. And a lot of times if if they're sick or things are going wrong, like with women, we talked about yesterday, you know, some always wrong with them. Some always wrong with them down there, down in <laughs> their vagina area, in their uh, their head hurts, or their arm hurts, their toe hurts. Something always wrong with them, right? So, but when she, a lot of times we don't want to make love is because they're not having a good time. They're, they, you know, they don't really, they don't really, you know, want to it becomes a duty for them and so that's why it's important that we as men understand that and how they think okay gift 24 a holy lover understands it takes three to make love you your beloved and god the divine lover it kills me how people always want to separate sex and god that is ludicrous that makes no sense whatsoever god created sex he created marriage it's called the unit and for the spouses to the third reason for marriage. He created the, the first reason he created marriage was procreation. The second reason he created marriage for the formation, education of children in the faith. And the third reason he created marriage was the unity of the spouses, which is what sex. 
emotional connection. So he wants you to have as much sex as you can. So, but but other but you must explore each other so that your wife will cooperate. Then you guys you bring God to the bedroom, and then you and your wife making love lead you to God, and then you get the grace to make love and to be lovers, to be great lovers. Okay. Next gift twenty five. A holy lover must recognize his his duty bound to give his beloved the gift of at least one orgasm during the holy caress. Now, um, during these next few weeks, I'm gonna when I say orgasm, I'm not gonna say when I say orgasm, when I say sexual peak for a woman, that's what I mean. Orgasm or um climax. Reason why is like I said yesterday I've stepped in the past. People get all weird when you start talking about that stuff. So, you know, I try to say it a little bit more, you know, a little bit more not so direct. Hopefully, you know, we're all adults and you understand what that means. But this is not me talking. This is the church talking. It's called hedonism when a man, that's called selfishness, when a man is only, does not allow his wife at the minimum to have at least one sexual peak when they make love. It's very important. You know, if if we if we not look, everybody makes a mistake every now and then. But if it's if this is the normal thing, this is a normal thing. When I say normal, I mean almost every time. You know, if you make if you guys say you make you guys make love four times a month, and two or three times out of that month before your wife um, is able to have to be fulfilled in that area, you lose control, you lose your cool. Then what does that mean? That means your wife is eventually going to want want to stop making love to you. Why? Because she's not she's not fulfilled. It's not. It's, it's, there's nothing pay off for her. You guys aren't really loving each other. She feels it's just you. You know, it's, she just feels it's just the husband that he's selfish. Okay. So, um, and uh, again, um, that comes from Saint John Paul II, um, Theology of the Body. He wrote another book. Uh, I forgot the other book. It's called uh, Love and Responsibility or something. No, that's 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 Fulton Sheen. I think it's Love and Responsibility. Anyway, I forgot. Man, so much stuff in the Catholic faith, man, is is almost impossible to remember it on then and being live and on, 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 <laughs> under pressure to remember it too. <laughs> but believe me, this is what we're te- this is what teaches. Okay, next um, gift twenty six. A holy lover understands his wife's phases leading up to complete sexual fulfillment. There are six phases leading to your wife's sexual fulfillment, and they begin outside the bedroom. At least half of them are outside the bedroom. See, people, be it, we don't understand that fulfillment for our wife as a woman and sexually and her to be happy and content with us starts outside the bedroom with intimacy. And if we let and if we don't cultivate that, we will regret it. You know, if you were looking around and like I talked about earlier, if uh, you and your wife are not making love or you're not making love as much as you want. You have to look in the mirror and analyze yourself as a lover. And when I mean lover, I mean complete lover. I mean, you know, what are you doing daily when you come home from work? How are you talking to her, communicating with her? How are you? Are you praying for her? Are you, you know, are you holding her hand? Are you making love to her outside the bedroom properly, getting her prepared? Because women, you must prepare them for your love. They are not like us. They must be prepared outside the bedroom for a long time and then inside the bedroom for a long time, okay? And so 
you must, as a man, as a husband, is your job to understand her phases leading up to complete and sexual fulfillment, not just sexual fulfillment. When a woman is sexually satisfied, then she, she, that help that, that also fulfills her as a woman as well. Okay. Her happiness, her fulfillment, her completeness. Okay. You've got to understand that. You've got to understand that. Nobody's going to tell you that because why? People don't understand sex and what it means to a man and what it means to a woman and how God set this whole thing up. Okay, now we are going to get into that is the previous six. And now we are going to get into the next seven for today. Okay. And so, look, already, you know, people, the thing is, people cannot stand when this is this is how hypocritical we are as as Christians and Catholics, you know, we think you know we don't really understand a lot of things, and so when we hear something, we think that it's not that oh that's not biblical or stuff like that. Then all of a sudden, oh, we get all high and mighty and judgmental. And dude, I'm the least person to be. I don't care. Judge me all you want, but judge me on the facts. Because the things I'm saying, man, most people don't really know. And so a lot of times people reject things when they haven't they haven't heard it. They have they haven't heard it and stuff. And if we don't, if we don't talk about things, what kills me, what I hate the most about sex, about communicating with sex and stuff like that, is the husband and the wife don't even talk about it. You have to discuss it in, in a calm, loving, fun way. So that when you two do finally consummate your love, whenever, however many times a week you do it, it's it's fulfilling for both of you, not just for one or not just for the other. It's both of us. And then that way, and then how do you cultivate that and bring God into that so that the lust, because the lust will die. The lust dies. It's called eroticism. Okay. And so people don't understand. This is why I mean hypocritical. You know, Orthodox Christians and Catholics get all hypocritical. You know, we make we have sex before marriage with our wife, and then when we get into marriage, the the, the lust that's lust, right? It is this fornication's lust. Then we get inside of marriage, we make love for another six months of the year. Then all of a sudden, the lust is gone. Oh my God, what do we do? See, but see, Mister the, all the all high and mighty, they don't really understand that. They think, well, we can't talk about that at all. We can't do, we can't even talk about it at all, even on a podcast to, to try to help help people. We don't talk about it. And then, so <clears throat> what do you do then? You can't go to your priest to get help. You can't go to your pastor to get help. You can't go to, um, and then unless you go to some old crazy, uh, some old crazy sex therapist. Oh my God, do you really want to go to them? You don't know what you're going to get walking up in there. So it's very few places that you can go to really understand what intimacy is truly about. And not, uh, not just that, how to build that intimacy over years and decades and how to keep it around. Because lust does leave, eroticism does leave, and intimacy does will stay. But you have to do things the right way. Okay, so gift 27, a holy lover is not a premature ejaculator. Okay, so we talked about that a little bit last week. So what is premature ejaculator? Let's define this term. 
A premature ejaculator is a husband that loses his cool, ejaculates, because that's my thing when I say ejaculation, because people get all weird when I'm talking about ejaculation, just like they do orgasms, right? <laughs> so you got to you gotta create your own terms <laughs> so, that, so that everybody, that you don't offend the offensible, right? So a premature ejaculator is a husband that loses his cool before his beloved is in complete satisfaction. Again, I didn't say one sexual peak. I said it's satisfied. That is the technical, that is not the technical definition. That's my definition that I learned what it really is. The the real the, the book textbook definition is what I talked about earlier in the other gift that, you know, as a husband, you're duty bound to give your wife at least one sexual peak when you make love. Every single time you make love, right? You can never fail in that. But that is the first, if you don't, then that is the technical definition of premature ejaculation. But look, we're not, we're holy lovers. We're not trying to just be average like the average dude. Well, most dudes, they can't do that. <laughs> so, <laughs> so a lot of dudes, I'm going to say most dudes, I don't know that for a fact, but I do know a lot of dudes can't even do that. I don't know if it's 50% or 75% or whatever. But what I do know, what I do know is the study, there's a study done and, uh, 90% of the women are 90% of the women are never get a fulfilling sexual peak when they make love. 90%. Okay. So the other step part of the study was 75% of men are what I'm talking about now. They are premature ejaculators, which means what? Before their wife has a chance to have one. Um, sexual peak, they lose control. Now, that's bad. So this is why the real and true definition of, of premature ejaculator is someone that a man loses his control until his he loses control before his wife has had all, is completely and sexually fulfilled and has had all the sexual peaks that she desires for that sex section. And that could be, it's not one, okay? I will promise you that. It's, you know, it could be five or 10 or 15 or 20 or whatever. You don't know that because women are have a lot of inhibitions and a lot of pain and trauma. And that's what makes it love properly to them. It relieves that, okay? So that is the true definition, okay? That's not one, it's however many, okay? Again, uh, Again, I didn't say one sexual peak. I said satisfied. Why? Because your wife needs many more sexual peaks than one for fulfillment. And if we get in the habit of denying her this gift, she will begin to suspect that we don't care, we don't love her, and that we aren't close. Remember that old emotional connection thing. Remember, it always boils down to that. Okay? Remember, premature ejaculation will ruin your marriage. It will make it um, it will make it a mediocre marriage and your wife will not feel that she's loved. She might put up with you for decades. And she, women are, you know, they're loyal and committed. So they'll put up with it and they won't talk about it. They might talk to you about it for a little bit, maybe once or twice over the 30 years. But they're not going to drive it home because they feel, well, that he don't want to. He don't want to try. He don't, you know. Because they feel they can't, you know, just like when your wife has sexual problems. I remember 
look, me, this whole thing I'm learning, y'all, this whole thing I'm teaching y'all, I had to learn this. You know why? I'm gonna be completely honest with you. You know why? Because about 15 years ago, it might be more, it might be a little less. But anyway, I was a serious premature ejaculator. Serious. Too wise, bad. I had kids though, you know, but we think, well, we have all these kids, you know, we're good, but no, it's not the truth. So I thought, so it came to a point in, in my, my second marriage after my, after my first wife died, but me and I stayed with my second wife, it came to a point, I was like, look, something is wrong. Cause my wife stopped, her libido went down and she stopped. And my wife was not, we, I don't even know. I don't think she's in her forties yet. So it wasn't menopause. And so I knew, so I figured something was wrong and she, her libido was down. And, and she didn't want to make love and stuff as much as usual. And I was like, okay, see, I'm a, I'm a problem solver. I'm like, I'm jumping on. I'm a man of action, right? Y'all know that. I'm like, okay, something right. We going to jump on this. <laughs> I'm going to jump on this problem. And so when I first started out, it's like, oh, it's her problem. It's her fault, right? It's like, she's the problem. She's the problem. We ain't having good sex because it's her problem. She don't want to have sex because her. Ain't nothing I'm doing because my stuff works. My stuff works, right? Well, guess what? That ain't true. That ain't true. What it comes down to is the prolongation of the sexual intimacy. That is the key. And if I have premature ejaculation, I can't do that. Right? So I'm letting you guys know this is just not some theory I'm talking about. This is true. This is true. The thing about the hard part about it is we have to do the things outside the bedroom to not be able to not uh, have premature ejaculation so that we can make love at a higher performance level the way it's meant to be. Okay. So, um, next, I'm going to that I finished that one. Um, next, we'll go to the next one. So gift 28, a holy lover is not impotent. So for us that don't understand what impotency is, which most of us do, you know, today they call it erectile dysfunction, ED. Okay. So what does ED actually mean? It means a husband can't conjure up or maintain an erection. And so there's there's age-related male impotency, and then there's, you know, younger ED, you know. Uh, but it's all basically the same. It's all solved the same way, okay? Um, like I'm trying to get, uh, like I'm trying to get you to kind of understand is being a world-class lover starts outside the bedroom. It starts with you doing the things physically to keep yourself at a high performing level. If you do not, you will conjure, you will get impotence. You become impotent. You will. What are some of the things that will cause impotency? Well, if we get diabetes or heart, have lung problems or whatever, we had to take over the count. We have to take medications. We have to take prescribed medications. Number one, right? Other things is if we're masturbating. If you masturbate, eventually you will become impotent. It will di- it will drastically hurt your your sexual performance when you make love to a real person, to a real woman, and you won't be able to perform properly because the trigger will happen in your mind, and then what will happen is that trigger will cause premature ejaculation. And then, of course, what does that mean? Your wife will feel that you don't love her, that you don't care, and that you're selfish. And I I'm I'm sorry. I really am sorry when I have to mention these things to men because a lot of guys, like I said, we our egos are very fragile when it comes to this. But I promise you, man, you can beat all of this crap. You can, you can, you can have, you can make, you can have all the love making that you want, but you're gonna have to earn it. But see, guys, don't we lazy? We don't want to earn it. 
We just want to like, well, this is how it is. This is where it's going to be. This is how she is. This is how she's going to be. And so this is how we're going to do. Man, I'm telling you, I've taught guys this stuff. Uh, it, it works. Uh, I've had the way I learned it from, he taught hundreds of people, uh, thousands of them, probably hundreds of men. I don't know how many. But the thing about it is, man, you have to understand that, as I always say, you are, you can be great. You can be a great husband, but you have to work for it and earn it. And 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 you you have to know what you have to do the things to get the knowledge it takes to do that, and don't be lazy. You don't be lazy, man. You can have a great marriage. You have the power, and the mode, and and you have the power and the ability to do these things. You do, but you have to get out of your own mind. That's why I've said these next two or three weeks, everything you learned about sex, throw it away, throw it away, forget about it because it don't work. Okay. All right. So no matter, um, so no matter what, so basically means a husband cannot conjure up or maintain an erection. That's what erectile dysfunction is. No matter what women imagine they need their husbands. Hence sexual problems are an important indication of why without our ability to maintain an erection, the medical embrace becomes difficult. This in turn means no closeness, no one flesh. Sometimes this issue is mental, but more often the problem is physical, which can't be conquered. A lot of times, fellas, um, premature ejaculation sometimes is a mental thing. I'm, I'm sorry, erectile dysfunction is a mental thing. Premature ejaculation is too. They kind of go hand in hand. Um, but the problem is one of the main causes of both of these in the mental area, in the mental area, is... Pre, is uh, watching pornography and masturbating. Remember, the cost, masturbation and and um, because it spills our seed on the ground is a mortal sin. Displeases God. He killed a man for it. He struck. He spied a man down for it. It's called onanism. And then um, uh, erectile dysfunction when we masturbate. Okay, there are physical consequences to masturbation and pornography that God has that God allows. And there are also spiritual and mental consequences to to masturbation and pornography. So it's a double, it's like a double-edged sword that God spites you with when you engage in this stuff. The great thing is he gives you time to beat it, to get out of it. Um, and, and the thing about it is you as a man have to want to get out of that and rely on God to get you through your desires as a man when your wife, let's say you're in marriage crisis right now and she doesn't want to make, and she won't make love to you. You've got to be a strong, authentic, true masculine man and not do and do your, and, and try and, and learn how to fight those two evil things. Okay. So, um, that's how it could be mental. Um, I cover, uh, I, and so in my, in, in the program, I, um, I teach you how to beat it. I teach you how to get over these things, pornography, all that kind of stuff, um, and things like that. And we work on that if that's a problem that a man has, but erectile dysfunction and impotency can be beat, but we have to put our, we as men have to want to beat it. It's just like any other thing that we go through being a crack addict or uh, a meth, 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 meth addict or alcoholic or anger, anything, you know, anything is the same thing, man. You have to be rely on Christ to get us out of it. Okay. Next, um, gift 29, 
a holy lover recognizes the difference between eroticism and intimacy. Remember, I talked about this earlier. Eroticism is lust, which is an offense against chastity. Okay, it harms the soul. It harms the body. Lust does. It harms the souls of the person that you're being unchaste with, that you're being lustful with. It harms you spiritually. Quite simple. Eroticism is lust. Eroticism gives you all the pleasure of intimacy, but with one difference. The pleasure doesn't last. Remember how I told you before you got married, you made love like jackrabbits. Then you got married and you made love like jackrabbits. All of a sudden, all the, it, it left. Right? That's why. Because it was lust. It's like drinking a cup of coffee. Your heart rate rises for an hour or so. Then the high fizzles out. Same with eroticism. It has no basis in love. In fact, society pushes eroticism very hard. Why? Because our culture is based on selfishness. We aren't going to take the time to build real intimacy. That's a foreign concept. Eroticism and lust are a favorite pastime of the evil one. If he can manipulate you into engaging in contraception, sex, outside of marriage, masturbation, pornography, homosexuality, he has your soul. And guess what? It will be hard for you to get that soul back. Eroticism isn't real love. I refer to eroticism as pseudo love, false, fake, unreal. And if lust is our norm, our marriage will fail more often sooner than later. In contrast, intimacy is different. It builds and builds and lasts for as long as we cultivate it properly. Intimacy is of absolute and total goodness as of God, which means you include the father and let him guide you. Why? Because he created you and only wants the best for you. He has your best interest at heart. He's even given you a plan to help you through the maze. More often than not, we don't listen. Well, you know, we're broken, right? So intimacy and eroticism are very, very hard to distinguish between the two. This is why when we engage in lust in our bedrooms, Christ leaves. When we engage in intimacy and love and prayer and things like that, God stays. Okay? It's very simple. But what do we do? We are always want to do what we want to do, which don't work. Okay? Next. Um, gift 30. Four more. Gift 30. A holy lover understands intimacy outside the bedroom is just as important as intimacy inside the bedroom, fellas. I mentioned this earlier. You must cultivate closeness. Wives crave closeness. That also includes your mind, your body, your soul. Your heart, mind, and soul belongs to your beloved wife. Please don't come home from work and not tell your wife about your day. Please do not tell your wife what's on your mind. Please let her know. She wants to nurture you. She wants to love you. And if we get in the habit of not sharing our daily life with our wife, guess what? That starts to build, uh, that starts to remove the emotional closeness in our marriage. Okay? Wise craze closeness again. So no closeness, no intimacy, no sex. Sorry, that's the way of the world if we don't conquer it. We can try to dip and dodge our way around building closeness. As a result, we will damage our credibility and one flesh will become almost impossible. Gentlemen, I cannot, I cannot express the importance. Women, they, it takes them a long time to rise to complete sexual fulfillment. 
And this is why there are six phases. Because you have to do all of these things to 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 have to make great have great intimacy with your wife, with your beloved. But it's it once you get in the habits of doing things the right way, it becomes fun. It becomes like this is cool, right? You know, every time that me and my wife make love, it's gonna be the best love making session ever. Yep, that's the truth. But it all starts outside the bedroom, okay? So next, gift 31, a holy lover never loses never loses control until his beloved has expressed all of the sexual peaks she needs for unmitigated sexual satisfaction, usually 10. Now, this is a tough one. This is a tough one for guys to understand. Notice I didn't say once sexual peaks. I say she needs. I've explained that already because women are receivers. So psychologically, emotionally, and spiritually, they need as many sexual peaks as they can to know that you completely love them. One of the ways that you know what I'm saying is true is that all women, when they come into their marriage, they have baggage of past men. If your wife was not a virgin when you guys got married, she has seriously, serious, serious inhibitions when it comes to sex. She is completely disordered. Matter of fact, when you start making love to her the way I advocate, she's going to think something's wrong with you. But what's the problem is something's wrong with her because of what she learned having sex with other dudes before her husband. And so women get in this, they get in this uh, habit of, of having sex a certain way. And when we don't do it that way, they, they, it throws them off for a while. And this is why we have to persevere. Okay. So when, and your, your wife will not understand what you're doing until she probably gets to 10 sexual peaks. Then she's like, Oh my God, this is pretty fun. This is great. I've never experienced this before. Boom. Now you become a great lover. But see, most guys, they can't, Mike, you heard me fall before. They can't even not lose control before one. How are we going to get to 10 or 5 or 15 or 20? This is why you must prepare yourself and prepare your wife, yourself, your health, and prepare your wife with loving her outside the bedroom so that when you get into the bedroom and you bring God into the whole mix, all of this comes together. Okay? I'll tell you again, this is not easy. If it was easy, everybody would do it. It was easy. You wouldn't need me to tell you. <laughs> you wouldn't. You wouldn't need me. <laughs> so, it's important that you understand. Like I told you, it's a mindset. Love making is a mindset. Just like going to work every day. Listen, I got to go to work every day. Why? Because I got to make this money so I can feed my family and put food on the table and all this stuff. I got to live. I got to eat. Get used to it. Just like prayer. Prayer. I got to pray every single day. It's my life now. Stop whining and bitching about it and just do it every day because if I don't pray for my family, who's going to pray for them? Intimacy, the same way. This is your life now. I can never think about myself, my wants, desires in the bedroom ever again, outside the bedroom when it comes to my wife because sex is way important to her than it is to me. And I got to realize that and I got to stop being selfish. Boom. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> Next, gift 32. Two more. We are done. A holy lover must become a master of lovemaking in service of his beloved and the father. Yes, which is what this whole thing boils down to. You don't learn how to be a world-class lover 
and a master of lovemaking so that you can go out and see with every home wrecker and every floozy out there. You don't. You become a great lover so that you build great closeness with your wife. And then she feels that she's completely loved, that she's priority number one, that you love her more than anything in the world. And then, then you lead them to God. She brings the children along. She starts telling your children how great of a father you are, how great of a husband you are, how much he, how much, how much you love them. And when you, when you have to discipline your kids, your wife is right there backing you up saying, you know, he loves you and he has what's best for you. And you and your wife are becoming on the same page because your wife through your great intimacy with her, realizes how much you truly love her, that you have her best interest at heart. And guess what? All that baggage that you had before, you have got rid of that crap. And what you see before you is your wife, a sac- the sacred woman that you wish that you marry. This is how you do it. And this is how you combine love, intimacy, and the father with all of that. Okay? This isn't a game or something I just made up. Above all, I don't advocate this for your ego. Although this, once you learn how to make proper intimacy with your wife, your ego will get big because you're going to know that every time I make love, I'm going to perform at a high level. I never even worry about it anymore. There's one problem in my life I don't worry about no more. Okay? But to help you realize you have much more power to influence in your marriage than you think, many husbands get a little many husbands get little feedback concerning their lovemaking, usually because they're intimidated and don't want to ask their beloved and their their beloved's wife's insight, or worse yet, receive an unfavorable or yours yet receive unfavorable results. This is a huge mistake and a bit cowardice. It's so funny. We can talk to our buddies regarding sex and all kinds of stuff, but we can't even say the word in a serious discussion to the person, to the one person who can help us the most, our beloved wife. How unfortunate. Okay, last gift, and then we're out of here for today, and I want to thank you guys for hanging with me this long, um, and I hope this has helped you. So now I'm going to, when I'm going to, when I say this, you're going to cringe. You're going to cringe a little bit, so I'm preparing you beforehand, okay? So try to try to stay with me when I say this because I, I have an explanation, all right? A holy, gift 33, a holy lover must understand the female orgasm in service of his beloved. Okay, now before, you, before I lose you, remember, remember how I told you your wife's monthly cycle, your wife's menopause, something's always wrong with your wife. She's always going to the doctor. She's always getting tests and stuff. Women go to women. I'm gonna tell okay, I'm gonna help you on this one too. Women go to doctors to ask them why aren't they having orgasms, sexual peaks. They do. This is how important it is to them. Now you might not know that, but I'm telling you, women all the time go. They go to try to figure out why they aren't actually having sexual peaks. They go to figure out why their libido's low. They go to the doctor to figure out what's wrong with them. Like, why am I not enjoying sex anymore? Why don't I want sex anymore? And the thing about it is, man, I and my program will teach you all of that. Why? Because doctors don't know. They don't. So women are confused. And it hurts them. See, this is how much your wife loves you, man. She will go to the doctor, not tell you about it a lot of times, which if she did or doesn't, it's okay. You know, um, you know, she'll tell you about it when she feels she needs to. Um, but um, 
she loves this is how much she loves you. She thinks the problem is her. It must be something I'm doing, and it's not. It's not nothing that she's doing. It's something we, her husbands, are doing. It's our, we don't understand her body. We don't understand how it works. She don't even understand how it works. This is why when a wife tries to tell me about how her body works, I tell her, you don't know what you're talking about. I'm nice about it, you know, but I tell her, you know, and the reason why is because women, they, they, they love their husband so much. They want to please them so much. They will do almost anything, even blame themselves when the sex isn't right. When the marital embrace isn't holy, when they feel they, they, that emotional connection is leaving, they're like, it's got to be me. And it's not them. Okay. And so when I say that it's your responsibility as a husband to understand your wife's sexual peak, what it is and how it's used, what, you, what she needs for it, how she her desire for it, how she loves you to get it and why she's not getting and things like that. I'm really helping you to serve her because what is the third mission of a man, of a husband, of a man is to serve. So how do you serve? You learn as much as you can about the woman that you're trying to serve. And it's your, it's your time. It's your, it's your job. It's time that we get off our butts as men, take responsibility for our wives and learn about them. We say we love them. We say we love them more than anything in the world. Well then prove it. And you learn her mysteries. Okay, the the female sexual peak is is somewhat complicated, and I'm not gonna lie, this is complicated stuff. But you signed up for it, okay? You, when you married your wife, you signed up for it. Therefore, if you don't verse yourself in the intricacies of your beloved, you will disappoint her. Not on one occasion, but her disappointment can become a regular occurrence. Trust me, you don't want this headache. Some questions you should ask yourself. Some some questions you should, you should present to yourself is as follows. How long does it take my wife to to uh, have her first sexual peak for the first time during lovemaking? Is one sexual peak uh, enough for her needs or does she need more for her total satisfaction? What are the many ways that my wife can reach her sexual peak? How can I tell if my wife has climaxed? How can I tell when my wife is close to having a sexual peak? Have I indeed placed my wife's needs first? I've given you a few. However, there are many, many more to consider. Put your mind to work. Again, learn your wife's mysteries. We're talking about the reason that I ask you to prolong the sex session is because five minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes is not enough for you and your wife to explore each other, to properly get into each other, to properly fulfill your wife as a woman. Okay, and this is your this is should be your primary concern when you are making love to your wife to make sure she is completely satisfied as a woman and she feels completely in love with you. This is your this is what you're trying to do. Okay, um, put your mind to work and learn your wife's mysteries. We're talking about your wife, the mother of your children. Does she deserve any less? We must ask ourselves that. Does, doesn't our wife, beloved wife, deserve all the knowledge and love and respect and joy that we can give her as a husband? Hell, man, she, had, she, she is the heart of our home. She is the mother of our children, and we treat her like a stranger on the street sometimes. 
We've got to get over that. We've got to get over this mindset, man, that she is special. She is the blessed mother in your home. She is the blessed Virgin Mary, and you got to treat her like that. And she will love you for it. As I said earlier, you must become laser focused with reckless abandonment on your beloved. Why? Because you are a man meant for greatness. Bam. If you're getting value from this podcast and would like more personal marriage help, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an opportunity to work with me personally for free. Yes, within 30 days, learn how to become a better husband that attracts your wife back to you. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com and get a plan tailored specific to your marriage and situation. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me the chance to help you using my personal and gained experience. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior coaching for your marriage. Again, SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com. That's SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com to become the man God created you to be and the husband your wife needs. Lastly, I always get the question, why don't you help women? And I always answer them, I do. So for all of you beloved wives out there that want to reignite that feeling of emotional closeness and complete love from your hubby, consider marriage coaching and visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an improved marriage within 30 days. Okay, we are here for our conclusion. And again, I hope that you men um, um, learn something today and you try and you are at least, even if you don't agree with me, in which that's fine, but you are trying to understand. That's all I ask. Everything that we go over in my program, everything that we go over in this podcast to lead you to my program to get you better help is I ask you to try to understand because a lot of things that I advocate you have never heard about, prayer, how to be an authentic man, intimacy, all of these things, these will help you be a complete man and get you on the journey to becoming a great husband and a great Christian soldier, someone that when you die and and stand before Christ, he goes, well done, my son, well done. That's what you want to hear, okay? So with that being said, as always, we end with a quote from Pope Benedict XVI, which states, society offers you comfort, but you weren't made for comfort. You were made for greatness. So go forth, Christian soldier. The spiritual fight is up on you. Fast. Pray and prepare for battle. Thank you for listening in today. If what you heard helped you in any way and you would like more personal attention, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior marriage coaching. And remember to join the Catholic Alpha Radical Live podcast as a caller or listener every Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern. To join as a caller, dial area code 313-RADICAL. To join as a listener or view the live stream, visit the Catholic Alpha Radical Live Facebook page or visit CatholicAlpha.com for Catholic marriage help that actually works. Bang.